G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 129 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining in once again. I have Rod Owen back with me uh, again today now. Uh, most of you would have uh, listened to my previous podcast with Rod, um, which was really well received uh, and listened to by a lot of people all around Australia. Uh, Rod was a former AFL player, a uh, really talented uh, AFL player, um, played for St Kilda, Melbourne and Brisbane, I think, for a little while too. And um, yeah, Rod, uh, Rod never reached his potential as a footballer, but he's now reaching his potential as a human. So what happened uh, with Rod was he was abused sexually at school, um, you know, years ago in primary school, uh, primarily, and um, sort of suffered in silence uh, with that um, for most of his life. Um, and that sort of led to alcohol, drug abuse, and you know, I suppose non-compliant behaviour primarily, um, but no one really understood what was going on underneath all this. And um, you know, Rod bravely came out a few years ago uh, and spoke about this. And ever since he has, it's opened up a tin of worms uh, for others that were affected by child abuse in the Bo Morris area in Melbourne, uh, but also others throughout Victoria and throughout Australia and also throughout the world that uh, I suppose were victims to uh, to childhood sexual sexual abuse at school. Um, you know, we, we go to school, we think it's going to be a safe place, but primarily um, it's not sometimes. And uh, Rod and some others are uh, you know forming a group uh, in Melbourne at the moment, and um, certainly trying to do what they can to to raise awareness with regards to. Uh, helping others uh, come forward that may have uh, experienced this, but also to try and prevent it and stamp it out uh, into the future, which is, um, you know, so important. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that this sort of stuff still goes on, but hopefully by having conversations like this, it's going to certainly um, reduce that risk more and more and eliminate it. That's, that's what it's all about. This sort of stuff shouldn't happen. So going to talk to Rod about his journey even more deeply today, um, you know, what he uh, what he did experience as an individual um, and sort of how that affected him uh, at a deeper level uh, and be able to sort of, you know, look at uh, what he's doing now to uh, help his own well-being and help him stay positive and motivated to uh, live the rest of his life uh, well so he can support others and um, help others, uh, you know, through uh, similar circumstances, but also, you know, help stop that and really uh, raising that awareness is, uh, is what it's all about. So it's a, a great uh, reason for this podcast to be active as it is, to be able to help raise awareness on uh, on men's health in its, uh, in its essence, but also to make sure that we all have the potential and ability to thrive like we should. So I hope you enjoyed this chat. Just want to make special mention to uh, our primary partners, Green Nutritional. So if you're lacking something in your diet or you could do with a boost, um, they make, uh, well, they don't make, they provide uh, organic superfoods, which are sourced from the best places around the world. So really encourage you to check out their website, greennutritionals.com.au. Also, if you're looking to maybe hire someone that's come from incarceration, uh, so someone that's been uh, in prison, there's a company called MacForce Australia. So they have been helping ex-offenders uh, from prison into work, uh, support them, uh, and give them guidance so they can stay on track and not go back to jail because it happens so much, you know, guys, uh, you know, 
that have had trauma in their lives uh, basically have offended and they're not getting any compassion for that. So they go back. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a really funny circle. And um, MacForce are doing what they can to arrest that and uh, to try and help people who've had some tremendous success with uh, helping individuals stay on track and stay in employment, but also improve their lives. So if you'd like to look at hiring a person, uh, male or female, that's, uh, that's been from incarceration, or coming from incarceration, which can inevitably make the best employees you've ever had because they're, they're so grateful uh, to have the opportunity. And, um, you know, I've, I've had uh, first-hand experience with that and I know it works. So please check them out, macforce, M-A-C-F-O-R-C-E.com.au. All right, hope you enjoy this chat with Rod and I. Please share it with others. I'm sure you're going to find it pretty enlightening and uh, helpful. Welcome back to the Outback Mind podcast, Rod. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> no worries, mate. Good to, good to have you back here. We're talking about some pretty interesting stuff uh, again today, like we did uh, originally when uh, when you come on, and it's been probably three or four months, I suppose, since then, and you know a fair bit's happened, and uh, uh, you know we, we're going to revisit a bit of stuff, I think, uh, with regards to what we sort of went through on the first podcast, but also you know look at uh, some of the things that have evolved that uh, that you're doing now to be proactive in this space and try and you know eliminate and stamp out this sort of. Uh, behavior which has been around for quite a while which is um you know not only affected yourself but you know so many other people out there yeah no look forward to it mate so um mate i, I really want to i really want to sort of go into it with a uh, in, a in a bit more detail um so so what happened to you you know all those years ago back in school was pretty common obviously and it happened uh, quite a bit um with that particular individual that was involved there and i know it did when i where i went to school um as well in country victoria and i know um that a lot of that was pushed under the carpet primarily uh by by the senior people uh within the school uh system but uh since then you know others have come out and sort of um explained what had what had gone on and um you know it sort of come to light pretty well and there was a bit of disbelief in the community but i guess uh, also um you know it actually gave those individuals that had um that were affected by it uh the ability to be able to you know uh, i suppose be a little bit more free with uh, the way they were feeling and not holding this sort of stuff in so so with regards to this for you um this is something that you sort of held um uh i suppose uh within yourself without sort of letting too many people know about it um you know most of your life primarily yeah well, you started off saying it was common i uh, i'm you know i just cannot believe the extent of what um what's taken place at especially bow morris primary school but um as we're finding out in in all sports um, and in general public as well, any anywhere where there's um, where there's trust given to adults, they you know these monsters, these pedophiles uh, have snuck in and and you know done their done their crime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so as we're as we're going deeper into it, Russell Jackson who wrote the story for myself. Personally, he um, he's uncovered um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of uh, pedophiles, and we've we've uncovered four pedophiles that were put at Beaumaris Primary, with the state government knowing that 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 they'd um, that they'd um, touched kids before. 
Mm, so this was all around the around the same time back in the seventies, is that right? Yeah, nineteen. Uh, well, he came. D Ray Daryl Ray. I even hate saying his name. He um he was at Beaumaris Primary from sixty seven to seventy seven, I believe. Um, but before that, he was at a at a school in um, Tucker Road, Bentley, where he'd um, molested kids, and then he then the state government moved him down to Beaumaris in sixty seven, mm. where he's gone on to molest oh, countless people, mm. and after that, we were told. My mind, yeah, we go back to to what happened in 77 and, and he just left all of a sudden um, and we thought, we got told that he'd moved overseas so no more was said about it and you got to remember the times, there was no, you know, internet, no, you know, anything like that so we didn't know if it was true or not and now we found out that he got moved to Glen Waverley Primary School, a school in Glen Waverley. Mm. Where he molested more kids, left there, and then he, then he, which is, I hate to think, but he went and um, taught disability kids for twenty years. After that, mm. mate. So, um, so, so this was known about by the authorities, I suppose, or the senior people within the uh, uh, the education system. But they basically, um, you know, they 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 pretty well, to use it bluntly, covered it up. Yeah, hundred percent. They covered it up. Mm. It's very similar to to what the Catholic Church, you know, they'd move those pedophile priests from school to school. Well, this is exactly the same behaviour. Mm, yeah, interesting, mate. So, so with regards to, to to your situation, like you you would have felt like pretty stunned because of this. I would have thought and. Um, you know, did you feel comfortable talking to it uh, about it with anyone else uh, around that time? Uh, when I was younger, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it was. Um, I can remember going home to my mum, and and they were busy. My parents working two or three jobs and all that, and uh, she just looked at me and said, "Don't be stupid, Roderick," and yeah. slammed the door, walked off. Like yeah, and and you know, in that time too, I look back now, reflect on on what happened, and the, everyone trusted everyone. Yeah, there was no. You know, we used to leave the front door open, and people could come and go, and we just trusted people. Yes. Everyone inside, um, but you know there was teachers coming and going from the house and everything like that. You know, parents got along with teachers and all that. So you know there was evil behind all sinister stuff going on, obviously with that. So mm. and the parents just trusted the teachers because they were put in in a position of mm. trust. Mm. So so back at back then. You would have felt like, oh well, this is just the way it is. This is what, what per se normal. Well, like, like this is something that uh, that that just you got to go through as a as a kid, and um, it's all it's all part of growing up. But but really, it's not. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. Like I couldn't. Our group where we grew up around Bo Morris was so it was a lot of bullying going on. There was a lot of you know peer pressure to to be the best kid or you know sort of mm. that sort of peer stuff going on and 
And the last thing anyone was going to do was say to your mate, hey, I just got molested by that teacher because then they would have just turned it on on you and and made you feel bad, worse about yourself. And And we've lost two or three kids through suicide you know, in Bo Morris and a lot, a hell of a lot through drugs and alcohol addiction. Mm, so yeah. the untold, the old untold damage and trauma that these, I'm going to swear in a minute, that these monsters do mm. is, you know, and, and not only to the victims, but to the victims' families. Mm. I, 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 I can only talk about my kids and what they've seen and what they've been put through and, and all that through drug and alcohol addiction and had to witness and, and everything like that. It's, um, since the story's come out, they've been, and I've been in reha- uh, recovery for over three years, um, mm. you know, things have, um, they're, they're more understanding and, and yeah, things have improved out of sight, but we've got a long way to go because no one wants to, everyone's still trying to sweep it under the carpet. The mm. government, I got a letter back from Molino. I sent him a letter um, asking, you know, who, what and why this took place and he sort of shrugged, brushed it, you know, swept it under the carpet mm. saying, oh, you know, if you want a letter of apology, we're willing to do that, but James is too busy at the moment. Like, mm. So we've got to keep pushing and we will. We're not going to be silenced. We've started a group up called SASAF, S-A-S-A-S, sex abuse survivors and families and we're starting to um yeah starting to get a group we've got a group of five already and and that's growing you know daily mm. if not week you know weekly and um mm. we've got a we've got a um an organization that we had a zoom meeting with recently called family life organization they're they're the victoria's biggest organization for mental health with uh, men and uh, things are starting to get positive now, mm. Aaron. Mate, well done for hanging in there with this, you know, and, uh, and, and you know, sort of, you know, living living through all this again would have brought up a lot of stuff for you, but it's interesting what you're saying about family and uh, the behaviour that a man, um, I suppose, demonstrates in that family environment, like, you know, there is a bit of acting out, there's drugs, alcohol, that sort of stuff, but underneath, usually there's something, you know, whether it's that being sexual abuse, physical abuse, whether it's been, um, uh, I suppose, emotional abuse, primarily, a lot of this comes out in, in a man's behaviour, uh, but mm. no, no one ever questions that. You get labelled as being something or whatever, but... Uh, but primarily, no one actually, um, you know, sees compassion to, towards the individual and why they may may actually be behaving a certain way. And um, you know, I know personally with myself, like I, I never had anything like that happen uh, to me. But there was certainly um, blows to the heart, you know. So there was uh, there was comments made to me when I was younger, which made me feel like really entrapped. And and that was probably the similar feeling that you had because. You, mm. you, you were keeping all this in your, in your body and you couldn't really uh, let it out. So you were, you were really entrapped in that emotion and, and the only yeah. way you could let that out was be through getting blind or getting off your head with something, you know, and, and obviously that has an effect to, to, to your family and everyone around you. Well, you know, my, my, my escapism was, was I was lucky, to, lucky enough to be uh, 
gifted at football mm. at Aussie rule or at sport and that was my escapism from from authority from you know and getting away from these but fun, you know funnily enough the the pedophile who got me was my um, sports coach librarian mm. dash football coach cricket coach swimming coach yeah so, someone you looked up um, to yeah so <laughs> the um yeah, he implanted himself, you know, in that position of trust and, and then his brother-in-law and everything like that who was around too. But, um, mm. yeah, look, look, for me, after being molested, I had a lot of suicide, suicidal thoughts and, and as I said, growing up in Bow Morrison was tough. It's such a young area and there was a lot of bullying and, and all that going on mm. and... You know, compared to what you see today, I, like my kids experienced a bit of bullying at school and everything like that. But um, it's still going on, which we've got to get. You know, we've got to get on top of this. Um, you know, I see a lot of mental trauma walking down Bay Street now with what we've gone through. So, mm-hmm. with the group, we're trying. You know, to just categorise. You know, Bow Morris Primary and sexual abuse, but. Uh, once you try and get on top of that, more unfolds where, you know, it's all based around trauma, mm. what you experienced as, you know, in, in your in your life growing up, but um, also the mental side of, you know, the mental aspect of it as well. So we can't, we can't fix the world, but we're just trying to help as much as we can. Really, really with your own journey, you know, there's, there's so much for, for people to learn there because... Um, you know, like what you what you experienced was significant, but a lot of guys, you know, whether they be be academics or, or just you know mainstream blue collar people, uh, they're 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 sort of not able to uh, express um, what what they feel uh, primarily um, freely, and 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 that's why you know having these conversations i suppose are really helpful because it actually gives people the ability to just say well okay what i've been holding on to here um you know maybe maybe not be be beneficial to anyone i need to be able to express and, and let this go and uh you know with what you you did as an individual um you know those suicidal thoughts uh that goes on a lot with guys you know because there's so much expectation on us there's so much um judgment on us you know uh comparison all those sorts of things which um which which makes us sometimes feel worthless uh, at the end of the day and you sort of question what it's all about and that's when those sort of episodes start to pop up and you know how how often in your life did that occur like did that happen in your teens while you're playing footy and sort of into adulthood Mm -hmm. primarily as well yeah look a lot i'd say i don't know when, yeah, look, it happened a lot, and it still happens even, you know, today, you mm. know, to this day. So, But I, I've really just got to, you know, the 12-step program that I follow and, and doing the steps and doing the routine and everything like that, you know, there's, there's a lot of trauma. I mean, five, six days ago, ex-president of St Kilda in the Herald Sun down here backed a Act a convicted pedophile and saying he was a great bloke and <laughs> all that. So right. that just that caused me immense, you know, distress and and my anger levels went through the roof and 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 all that. But mm. that's 
you know, it's um, I've sort of lost my train of thought. It's just it, it's so hard to um, you know if I've jump if I've lose my recovery process and the literature I read, it's easy to fall back into mm. into the self pity and, and all that sort of part of it. But it's tough when you're triggered like that. That's true, right, Rod? You know. Look, my my everyone's different. My 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 journey is is if I if I find something like that now, I don't get angry. I feel compassionate about it. You know, I see I see compassion for the individual possibly, uh, and what what brought that behaviour upon them. And it's hard to do that sometimes. But if you you can you you can add fire to something, or you can you can put the fire out um, by by. Know, your choice of thoughts and and that's really available to all of us if you can start to feel that energy rising within you just to be able to to to, to quieten that i think it's really um really a skill that um that we need to try and help more people with because yeah the the anger and all that sort of stuff that goes along with this sort of thing can lead us to you know um mm. i suppose behaviors which are um you know, not nourishing to ourselves, and also that can lead us to, you know, the self-doubt, which can lead to, you know, suicidal thoughts and so forth as well. Correct, mate. That's a, look, I'm only early in my recovery, and, and they, it is a process, and I do happen to fall back. But interesting you say that. My beautiful partner, Kylie, bought me a book at Christmas time, and I'm looking at it now, and it's um, called Thinking Like a Monk. Mm. And... and uh, I haven't been able to put it down. Um, not that I'm a great reader, but um, I've started reading, and it's it's fascinating to um, mm. you know the way they you know the way they they think and how you know how this guy turned into being a monk. He was a he was going to be a, a, a teacher. Uh, sorry, he's either going to be a, a lawyer or a doctor, mm. and then he told his parents he was going to be a monk, and he just goes into how you know how the monks. You know, live and what they live by, and everything like that. It's uh, it's stopping you know criticism mm. and all that sort of stuff. So it's more of a peaceful life, right? And and really, that's the way we're meant, mm. that's the way we're meant to be as humans. Like you know, you, you I look, I I know people that are in law. I know people that are in the medical system, and they're tense and anxious all the time. So so yeah. they've got to be having you know emotional imbalances and so forth too. But what? What that guy's teaching you through that book is to how to manage your mind and, and stay more neutral, I guess, at the end of the day. And then, then the suicidal thoughts and then all the uh, the judgments and opinions and the anxieties and depressions don't become as relevant because you get back to that that, that, that anchor again, I suppose, uh, which I, I think is a skill that a lot of us, you know, really need to learn. It's interesting, The um, in the first bit of the book, he, um, he says it's all about breathing. Mm-hmm. If you can learn to breathe when you're angry, your ang- your anger ceases. That's right. Yep. Or is is not as uh, profound and all that. And it's interesting when I get angry, I just tense right up and and all that. So, yes, and your, uh, your breath becomes be alive. <clears throat> yeah. So you just got to learn to breathe, take those d- three deep breaths, and and analyze where you're at and everything. But um, I agree with you. Anger is um, anger is no good. Mm, that's true, but you, you think about it, like, you know, through through the, the schooling and so forth where we're geared to be competitive and that can bring in, uh, along some anger. You can't be soft in combat, can you? You know, so uh, so that, that sort of form of aggression basically goes into our 
into our makeup primarily as men, um, you know, and the only way you can quieten that is by having a few beers, <laughs> you know, a lot of the time. And, um, and that sort of slows things down again so you can get back to that calmness. But, um, but primarily, you know, these are skills that we, uh, we, we've all got within us. We're just going to learn how to access that. And, you know, it's one thing to breathe, but it's another thing to breathe consciously. If you can be yeah. in, engaged in life and be conscious of your breath, then you are really more present with what's going on. You're not sort of stuck back in the 70s and 80s or anxious about wow. what, what could be happening in the future as well. So, you know, these are things and, you know, getting, getting back into your own journey what you've been able to do over the last three years has been, you know, so inspirational. But you know, um, it's been probably such a, a challenge for you to go from, you know, all the booze and self-destructive behaviours that you had into uh, into a, a life of, um, you know, I suppose, um, you know, living living a lot more cleanly and doing things which are more healthful rather than health um, health destructive. I suppose at the same time. Yeah, well, as I said, it's a it's a journey I'm on it and the process of it, but it it's weird. It's like it was meant to be. I mean, how you know how the belt you know I didn't the suicide attempt wasn't successful or the cry for help or whatever. But mm. it um, for my story to come out, it um, you know so many people have come forward as well and and, and great mate who's a great mate now glenn fearnett he came out with his story of mm. the same pedophile uh, molestering him mm. five years prior so mm. it enabled him to find the courage to come forward and then i've received so many emails of people who are willing to you know to lift the lift that that monkey off their back or whatever and um you know and come forward and and together you know strength in numbers will um we will finally, you know, we will get heard and we'll, we've got a plan, you know, to, we've got a petition that's um, that's in the making and with family life jumping on board and, and hopefully some others will um, will get on board and we'll be a, a strong organisation going forward. So what are the, some of the things you do now uh, that you weren't doing five years ago to, to look after yourself? Uh, well, obviously, I'd... I do, oh, it's a tradition not to say, but I do Narcotics Anonymous, NA meetings. I, um, I did the 12-step program over and over again, um, which is really going, um, looking at your own behaviours, you know, um, and just trying to be a better human being every day mm. that, um, that you wake up and... and you know, even when I said, you know, about the anger I felt when the ex-president was in the paper backing that pedophile, it was um, my awareness of my behaviour is is a lot is a lot more on cue now than what it used to be. Like as you said, you'd go down and have a few beers. I'd I'd probably go down and drink for three days and <laughs> yeah. and keep going, keep going until I'm a ride off and you know end up in a fight or you know just all that sort of you know. Mm shit behavior where now i can i can sit down i can you know look at my behavior and say oh that wasn't the best or you know i can improve there mm, and mm. and you know and just what you said just have compassion you know for the bloke it's it's um it's hard to do it's not mm. easy but mm, um mm. it's a lot better lifestyle than what i was living that's for sure yeah yeah that's true mate 
It's um, when you when you think about it, there's lots of guys like you floating around uh, the country, like uh, in prison, um, you know, yeah. out, out of prison, all that type of stuff. If we if we lined a hundred men up in in prison and we actually got really deep into their own stories, they're all reacting because of uh, things that happened when they were children that probably wasn't their fault. Primarily, you know, uh, things that, that went on, um, you know, there might have been a, a consequence uh, that, 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 that happened, um, which, which basically gave them a blow to the heart, which they haven't they've never been able to heal and they've been really reactive to that. And I just don't believe that the current model and the current systems are supportive of, of these sorts of things. And I guess what you're doing now with family life and that type of stuff is going to... Um, Know, help move that around. I believe they've got what's called a purple rib- ribbon project, which is similar to the white ribbon project. The white ribbon is all about you know women's violence, but I believe yep. uh, purple ribbon uh, primarily has got a great opportunity here to be able to uh, you know highlight what guys go through, uh, what they um, what they've actually you know experienced uh, as well, uh, you know, and uh, and the male side of um, trauma, which uh, which is very relevant, but not uh, not spoken about as well. Yeah, well, as you know, I said, there's uh, you know, Glenn Finnick came out, and there's um, I'd hate to estimate, I think there's 50 already that have come forward that are willing to um, you know, to tell their story finally. Um, and we're planning, yeah, a purple ribbon day to go down, go down to the school and and yeah, be, make awareness of, of what went on down there because I'm it's it's Boarding nearly on a you know a pandemic, if that's the right saying, you know that the government knew about. Even the teachers that taught us turned a blind eye, and they knew what was going on. Mm. So it's just, it's just, you know, it, it really rocks me when I think about you know how much it affected not only myself but you know the alcohol and drug addiction around Bo Morris and mm. and around um that area is you know because there was five teachers in a, in five football coaches that have been convicted and it's just it was like the area was full of them we had no you know and we had no chance really mm. yeah well that's true mate when you think about it uh, you know, there's, there's some stuff coming to me there uh, around um, you know, my situation with, uh, with the tech school I went to and what went, went on there. And uh, the individual, yeah. individual got found out and he took his life, um, you know, the, the teacher. Um, yeah. But we as students knew what was going on, but it wasn't actually being uh, brought to light. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, very, very common. And, and, you know, I'm very fortunate. Well, not so much fortunate, but like... Um, uh, you know, uh, just just grateful that I wasn't exposed to that because, you know, being a young boy, uh, year eight, year nine, you are yeah. vulnerable. You're completely vulnerable um, to this sort of stuff and you're looking up to your teacher and that type of thing or your sports coach or whoever it may be and, you know, uh, yeah. you, you trust them. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really feel a lot of compassion, you know, for what you went through but also many other young boys and, and men that, are, that have gone through this sort of stuff, you know, and I just believe this Purple Ribbon thing is, uh, is a great concept, which is um, not only going to uncover, you know, that what happened in that particular area, but I think it's got the ability and the capacity to be able to be much greater than that, which is going to be such a, a terrific thing for men in general. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it will, um, 
uh, headline what took off, what took, what happened at Bo Morris. But as he said, all around the country, hopefully it, it gains momentum. And um, yeah, just um, we don't. It's it, we want to expose what happened definitely, but I want to make sure it doesn't keep going for the next generation and mm. and all that. Like we've got to stop this behaviour. It's a crime. It is just these people think that it's it's acceptable to to fondle or molest or have sex with people who can't even you know yeah it's just like I just get that wound up and angry about it. It's um mm. it's something that we're not going to stop until we um until we get heard and and change some laws and. Karen Walker, who's on board in the group, she um, she's read the whole Royal Commission, um, the whole Royal Commission report, and um, she's done some great work. And she um, she brought forward the um, the Blue Ribbon Day and everything like that. But um, once we uh, finally, through family life, get a chance to sit down with with James Molino, um, yeah, that's that's when we um, that's when we start being heard, mate. It's just breaking up there a bit, Rod. Hey, um, just just on that, mate, what that book's going to teach you, you know, getting angry and wound up, you're only giving it energy primarily. If you can sort of see it, okay, this is, this is, this is a, a, an issue um, with society that needs to be fixed. And the only way that can, can heal that is, is compassion with the individuals that are doing this and, that individual that, that you know, uh, affected you, what happened to him all those years ago and what happened before that and all that sort of stuff, you know, to be able to to really, like, identify that and see that with some form of um, sympathy, compassion, whatever you want to call it. But the more anger we can we, we actually give uh, to, uh, to things that have gone on and consequences in our lives, then uh, all of a sudden we... Um, we, we never heal it, you know, we've got to be able to find uh, time to actually heal this sort of stuff. And I just think, you know, you, you call it a blue ribbon there, but it's, it's, it's purple ribbon, I believe. And, you know, that, that to be able to... Um, oh, just purple, yeah, yeah purple yeah, ribbon. Yeah, blue ribbon's a police thing. But, um, uh, you know, to, to, to basically, uh, you know, see this sort of stuff, okay, we're, the, the, what, what we've done in the past hasn't worked primarily you know here's an opportunity to be able to do things a little bit differently where um we can start to um to 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 change this sort of behavior and it's been going on for a long time rod hasn't it really you know sexual abuse has been going on uh for hundreds of years primarily yeah yeah uh what i've got you mate just the the aims of um our group what we want to do is raise awareness of historical institutional child sex abuse in the Bomaris community and surrounding communities that reduces stigma, that promotes help-seeking and also advocate for provision of appropriate mental health, recovery and healing services and legal, financial and other assistance and support for impacted individuals, their families and the local communities. Mm. So there, there are a couple of aims that um, you know, we're implementing and hopefully, you know, once we get to James Molino's office, we can, we can move forward because, the, you know, as, as I've spoken, the mental side of, of, you know, there's some kids or they're adults now uh, are crying out for help and they just, you know, they just sit there 
you know, <laughs> wanting help, but they're not able to, to get out of it, you know, to get off the couch. Mm, that's true. And, mate, you know, uh, to, to give you an idea, there's, there, there was around $250 million, um, you know, allocated for, for women's health uh, throughout the country and zero for men's health. Uh, primarily, uh, until well, recently, it's starting to be recognised now. You know, so there is generic assistance, but there's nothing targeted to uh, to primarily help men. And and this is this is a huge a huge issue, a huge opportunity to create change here because, you know, we, we've been we've been given um, you know a rough trot uh, primarily for for a long time, and um, you know, no one supported us. The, the man's role, my mother told me, was to go and be a provider and you know work hard and all that type of stuff. You know, which is great, but at the same time, you've got to be able to learn how to manage your nervous system, be kind to yourself, compassionate to yourself, all this sort of stuff that that we're we're, we're pushed away from. And unless we we start to correct these things when we have imbalance, and that imbalance is not good. You know, um, so I believe, hopefully. Now, 2022 will be a year where men's health will start to be um, given uh, the recognition that it, that it needs and, and deserves. And so we can actually start to empower one another um, to, uh, to live the rest of our lives well. But if we're, only, if we're, if we're going to do that, then other generations below us will start to do the same thing. And then we're going to have to start to uh, you know, really question... Um, you know, why this sort of abuse sort of, you know, uh, is occurring, why it still happens and really stamp it out at the end of the day because, uh, you know, what you experienced uh, shouldn't have happened and it was just masked and, and moved on. And, um, you know, I just believe that uh, we've got an opportunity now to be able to create some significant changes which um, which can have an impact, you know, not just in Morris, but, you know, throughout uh, Victoria and throughout the country and, and beyond, I believe, uh, into the future. Well, yeah, let's hope so. And also, what you're um, what you're trying to do, going to the jails, and what's all that? Where's that at at the moment, Aaron? How's that going along? Yeah, well, um, it's interesting, mate. I haven't had my coronavirus vaccination, and I can't go in there and do the work I was doing <laughs> um, okay. recently. But uh, but yeah, certainly, uh, I. I've got to send an email to a guy in a minute, you know. So, so people are contacting me. I go on and interview them, find out what they what they're wanting to do, uh, find you know find a bit about their history and see where their behaviours have come from, and then start to give them traction on how they can move forward. Match them up with an employer which has got compassion for them and wants to help them, but also yeah. to be able to give them that mental health support so they can stay stable, so they're you know not um, as challenged with going back to those lifestyle behaviours which maybe once um, you know got them in trouble primarily. And um, you know these are the things that we need to start doing to be able to break those cycles because you know there's a forty eight percent recidivism rate in Australia. You know, uh, 16,000 people get uh, released in, in, uh, in Australia every quarter. You know, uh, 14,500 go back because they haven't got that, uh, oh, sorry, not 14,500, um, 6,500, 7,000 go back. So, um, so primarily uh, there's no real um, uh, interruption to that. You know, a lot of these guys are not getting the support and help that they need to keep them Stable uh, employment's one one part of it, which can give people stability and financial support. But you know they've got to have the emotional support, emotional intelligence, and awareness that uh, can 
uh, deter their behaviours and so forth too. And, um, you know, Rob, you know, school taught us to support the economy primarily, but never really gave us the skills on how to support ourselves and, you know, get back to yep. the, the real stuff at the end of the day. And that's why, you know, you go to booze and drugs and all that type of stuff to keep yourself grounded, that's that's say, but we're, we're so far from being grounded that we um, go up and down like a yo-yo primarily. So these are the sorts of skills that I want to try and help you know, uh, not just ex-offenders, but people that are, you know, reintegrating back into life and, and changing yeah. their lives are really important. Well, I couldn't agree more, mate, but it starts, you go to school to learn to make, mate, you know, to, to learn how to interact, to make friends and everything like that. But what we got taught is, or I got taught, is to not trust adults and this hatred of adults and people in in higher positions people in positions of trust and you know it's um it starts at school mm. you know if you've got teachers that are molesting kids in that what hope have they got and also on the on the flip side i've done a transcendental meditation course and it's done in the bronx and in you know rough areas of america and the success rate of of you know children that are doing it and calming calming them down and everything like that is something that maybe the Victorian Education Department can implement in schooling and also the 12-step program. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's... I mean... So go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's, it's a long way off, you know, happening, but ever since I did had a look at my own behaviour, you know, it was just based around self-centeredness and, you know, self-obsession and all that, like, um, and so many kids are growing up that way, you know, from from our generation of parents around alcohol and drugs, and it it just keeps going through the generation, generation. And as you said, child sex abuse has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. But if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yes. Yeah. So something radically has to change. Yes. And I mean, yeah, it starts off by I don't know. It's it's a long road, but we're prepared to go down it and um, hopefully be heard. Yeah, mate. Well, well, it is. It's a beginning, and um, uh, I just believe getting back to the men's stuff that I spoke about before. Uh, yeah. You know, there's got to be, there's got to be uh, uh, acknowledgement. There's got to be awareness. There's got to be support to be yep. able to help us uh, help. Uh, others break cycles and, and get traction with their lives, you know, and, and look at the flow and effect of the community from that. You know, you go home, your, your, your family and your, 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 your unit there is, uh, is more relaxed and calm because the individual, um, you know, providing yep. the, uh, the income per se is, is one that's, yep. uh, that, 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 that's happy and contained. But if they're going home agitated, then all of a sudden the flow and effect of the children and and the yeah. family and everyone else around them is significant. And, you know, my, my own situation is, uh, uh, you know, not uncommon. Like, I, I was just working a lot and tried tried to um, to, to, to resolve that more and more be, by, by, by putting more work in and earning more money. But really, underneath that, I was, I was terribly broken with regards to it. Yeah. But I was just doing what society taught me to do. So, you know, if I had have learned transcendental meditation to be able to get into my slow brain when I was... Um, 
a young fella, then that helped me, you know, understand myself and that self-awareness, but also how to get back to your natural state of being, which is being calm, and also yeah. finding that compassion for yourself, which that book's going to teach you, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. and, uh, and these are the skills that I believe we should be learning, uh, you know, rather than algebra and, uh, and that type of stuff, which is keeping you too much above your shoulders. The more you can go below your shoulders into your heart, then all of a sudden you have the ability to be able to come back to your awareness again. And, and these are the things that can only, not only help us as, as men, but also help you know, young people coming through. And it's never too late, Rod. You can learn this stuff now. And it's, it's, you, know, you need to be proud of yourself because you know, over the last three years, you've taken a real journey and, and there's so much more to come. You know? There's so much more to come. By the time you're yep. 60, your body will be clean and your body will be uh, working like it should have, whereas you know, it's had 40 years of punishment primarily you know yeah, so to yeah. be able to give, give yourself that break and get those skills back you know that's not only just going to help you it's going to help a lot of other people as well yeah no beautifully said mate it's um yeah i'm looking the journey's you know a never-ending one and I'm, I'm every day more will be revealed as it says in the literature so i just um i just look forward to um to this group um gaining momentum and and trying to help help others you know open up and um not carry the burden anymore because it's it, it is like a cancer eating away at you and um, mm. yeah that's true mate tell me um how can people get hold of you or learn some uh, a bit about this uh this this stuff that you're doing is there a website they can go to or anything like that which they might be able to get some some info look I don't think there is a website yet. I'll get back to you on that one, Aaron. Um, but they can email me on owenrod64. Yep, O-W-E-N. At, yeah, yep. 64 at gmail.com. Yep. And and if they email me there, I'll, I, when they get back to me, I'll have information cool. on how, how we, they can contact us wherever. Um, you know, we'll try and, um, or oh, I promise I'll get back to every email that's sent. And, um, we'll see if we can help help everyone and um, and move forward with this um, with this problem of child sexual abuse and mental um, mental issues. Yeah, mate. Well, well said. Owenrod sixty four at gmail dot com, mate. That's it. Mate. Yeah, look. You know, getting back to what I said, you you got to be proud of yourself and just continue on this journey with with a peaceful mind, not with anger. You know, the more you see that anger popping up and and stuff like that, uh, just yeah. just learn how to uh, how to peg it back. You know, because that sort of stuff uh, can take you away from your alignment and the work that you've yep. you've sort of done now. Uh-huh. So that's 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 awesome. Uh, well said, mate. It's so true. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I much prefer this peaceful life that I'm trying to lead and, and want to lead than um, my old angry self and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah onward, onwards and upwards, as they say, Aaron. That's it, mate. Well done, mate. Well, thank you very much for another awesome chat and uh, I'm sure we're going to have some more again in the future. So uh, just keep hanging there and, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, mate, and grateful for you. Thank you. Guys, thank you very much for listening in. Pretty deep. Hopefully that um, was okay for you. Uh, Certainly touched on 
uh, it, in its essence, with regards to this sort of stuff, you know, um, sexual abuse, Jesus, it uh, should never have went on and it should never go on again in the future. Yeah. You know? uh, so, you know, please share this conversation with other people um, so it can give them that awareness to be able to be resilient enough to uh, to see it for what it is and to be able to uh, to make changes so it doesn't um, you know impact other people like it had Rod and uh, and many others out there. So appreciate your uh, your support that's in. If you want to email me with some feedback, support at outbackmind.com.au. Uh, one more podcast coming up before the end of the year, which is going to be a ripper. So uh, tune in on Friday. I'll uh, post it up. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate your support throughout uh, 2021. And uh, we're all looking forward for, for, to a great 2022. So uh, keep hanging in there. Set yourself an intention for the new year and stick to it. Cheers.